And good evening. You're listening to 101.9 FM CITR here in Vancouver. It's UBC Campus Radio, the show is Stereoscopic Readout. I'm your host, Darren. And uh, kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing this week, it is going to be the Stereoscopic Readout annual Neil Young special. Um, probably nothing ground sh- well, groundbreaking or earth-shattering or anything in terms of news or insight or anything. We're just going to listen to a lot of Neil Young records, and I hope that's fine with you, because, boy, I sure think that's fine. Anyway, um, off the top, Albuquerque from Tonight's The Night. Um, anyway, <laughs> song covered by Trouble Charger. There was a, um, there was a 
cover album or an album of cover versions which came out uh, in like 93 or 94 something like that and Trouble Charger covered uh, Albuquerque on it and I remember I was in a band at the time we went on tour and we were playing Sudbury and we opened for Trouble Charger and uh, they were playing that so we were just talking about that kind of thing and um, I also remember like Rose Chronicles did Old Man and so forth um Oh yeah, and uh, Crash Vegas did a really good version of Pocahontas. So anyway, if you want to, it's called Borrowed Tunes. There was a Borrowed Tunes Volume Two that came out as well. So if you want to check that out, um, I think actually that could be another show for a different date. Would be uh, just a show of people covering Neil Young. Uh, but that's not tonight. Anyway, uh, and so Neil Young. I mean, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Um, and if you want a really good biography on Neil Young too, I'm going to take the opportunity to recommend Shaky. Uh, actually, you know what? I need to. That's completely off the top of my head. I can't even remember the name of the author off the top of my head. Jimmy McDonough. That that was it. Yes. Jimmy McDonough's biography of Neil Young, shaky. It's um, it's quite a read. Um, fills in a lot of interesting uh, blanks if you're uh, if you're sort of like getting into uh, the Neil Young story and his music. Uh, it's a good place to start. Anyway, but I'm going to carry on with. Uh, we're going to go in roughly chronological order um, tonight. So we're going to start off with the B side of probably the most valuable Canadian single ever produced. Um, 300 were pressed, less or around 10 are known to still exist. We're talking about uh, the Squires. Neil Young's band uh, that he f- played with in Winnipeg, and this was released in 63. This is the B-side. This is... Ooh. Sorry. This is the B-side. This is entitled Aurora.
Liveband.com is Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. New shows are added daily by the city's most active promoters, musicians, and by the driving force of the music scene, the fans. Liveband.com's listings are different because they are integrated with profiles updated by bands and business owners as they promote upcoming events. Check out the archives to see how closely we've worked within the community to put on the shows you love. Visit LiveMusicVancouver.com for the latest independent and major label event listings. LiveVan.com, Vancouver's community-driven concert calendar. UBC's Museum of Anthropology displays long-term and visiting exhibits of Indigenous art from around the world. And guided tours are free. Our permanent collection features one of the world's finest exhibits, of Northwest Coast First Nations art. Our collection includes 36,000 ethnographic pieces, 535,000 archaeological pieces, and over 600 pieces in the Kroner Ceramics Gallery. There's a lot to take in. Luckily at the Museum of Anthropology, final exams are always take home. If you've never checked out this world-class facility, now's your chance. The Museum of Anthropology is located right on campus, and free for all UBC students and faculty. Come enjoy our collection and resources. Uh, back with you in the stereoscopic readout, Neil Young special. Uh, so started off with the Squires, Neil's first uh, recording band. Uh, that was 1963. That was based out of Winnipeg. They were called the Squires. That was Aurora, the B-side of their one and only single, The Sultan. Um obviously influenced uh not so i mean kind of surf music but more i would say like the shadows the way that the uh, british group the shadows sort of interpret interpreted uh surf instrumentals at the time and following that you heard the mine of birds that was neil young and bruce palmer who would go on to buffalo springfield combined with oh who's that guy uh, Gordy, Gordy, Goldie McJohn and Nick St. Nicholas, who would later become members of Steppenwolf, and none other than Rick James. Yes, that Rick James, super freak Rick James, um, on vocals. That was a project that got picked up by, um, Motown Records, of all things. Um, I guess Motown must have been looking for sort of a uh, folk rock act at the time but unfortunately it wasn't to be rick james was a wall from the u.s navy reserve at the time and was busted so um uh once the minor birds broke up uh bruce and neil went south neil had remembered touring um with another band that featured a texan guitarist by the name of stephen stills and uh, Stephen Stills had indicated that he'd like to work with Neil if he was ever free. So Neil decided to take that as a, an open invitation to go to Los Angeles. Um, and there's the legendary story, um, which all parties agree to. They say it's true. Neil Young was driving one direction on Sunset Boulevard. Um, and Stephen Stills was driving the other direction. I think possibly excuse me with um oh my god wait a sec with uh i think it was richie fure the guy who would go on to be the lead singer for buffalo springfield it was stills and fure in one car and uh young and palmer in the other car and steven still saw this big um hearse 
with uh, Ontario plates on it, and he said something like, I th- there's only one person in the world I know who drives a car like that. And sure enough, it was Neil Young. Uh, and they stopped on the median strip and uh, exchanged contact info, and the rest is, as they say, history. Uh, Buffalo Springfield was the band that was formed out of that. They got um, Dewey Martin on drums, so that made the band actually 60% Canadian. From Palmer, uh, Martin, and obviously Neil Young being from Canada. But uh, Neil Young uh, was the first member of the band to sort of score a uh, minor local hit with nowadays Clancy Can't Even Sing. Um, And he was sort of pegged to be the songwriter uh, in the band, except that Stephen Stills, uh, later in December 1966, wrote a ditty called... Uh, for what it's worth, which became a monster hit in uh, the U.S. And that created some friction. Neil Young wanted to be able to write his own songs and do his own thing uh, or his way, and uh, Stephen Stills, with the massive ego boost of a top 10 U.S. hit, um, was sort of insisting that he was the one who knew better. And um, later on in 1967, Neil Young quit the band, uh, he was going to actually put out a solo album and move to uh, the UK with Jack Nietzsche and another pick and uh, some more other musicians, uh, but scrapped that idea at the last minute, came back to the Buffalo Springfield, recorded a few more songs uh, for the Buffalo Springfield Again album, and then left the band again. Uh, so there you go. But uh, we're going to listen to a few songs from uh, Neil Young's tenure with the Buffalo Springfield, starting off with the original mono recording of uh, Mr. Soul. This should be interesting. Straight. 
with you on 101.9 FM CITR. The show is Stereoscopic Readout and uh, a nice set of uh, Neil Young pen tunes from his days with the Buffalo Springfield. Uh, started off with Mr. Soul, the original mix um, in mono of it. That is apparently one of the, excuse me, rarest uh, Neil Young artifacts uh i think there's actually only one copy in existence or known to be in existence and it's of course owned by neil young um basically it was recorded in new york city in january 1967 and uh when they got back to los angeles neil young started tinkering with uh the song and ended up uh, with the single version of it but uh a lot of people had argued with him, like guys in the band had argued with him, that uh, the original mono mix had been better. And, um, I mean, I'll leave it up to you. Um, I like the mono mix a lot more, um, be, probably because it's, I've spent so many years listening to the the, the uh, album version of Mr. Soul that we all know and love, um, that this one's more of a novelty, so the novelty hasn't worn off for me yet. It also sounds a lot rawer and more haunting, um, expecting to fly after that from Buffalo Springfield again, which was released in late 67. That was recorded, uh, by Neil Young completely solo. I think Jack Nietzsche produced it. Uh, that was supposed to form at least some of, uh, Neil Young's projected solo album. But, uh, when he got back to the Buffalo Springfield, he contributed it to, um, to Buffalo Springfield again. I think uh, the the existence of so many uh, unreleased Neil Young songs from the summer of 1967 is also is also sort of uh, 
fed the rumors of this album called Stampede, which was supposed to have been released, uh, which never was. Um, I think they had originally planned on calling their next album Stampede anyway, and certainly Atco had reserved a, a catalog number for it, but uh, nothing ever came of it, and a lot of the songs that might have been used on it were ended up folded into uh, Buffalo Springfield again. But uh, Expecting to Fly, uh, that was certainly all Neil Young um, and nobody else from the band. I think except Dewey Martin might have appeared on it, but I'm not sure. Um, Slowly Burning, a track after that. I'm not terribly sure about the pedigree of that song, but it could also have been... um, intended for neil young's uh sort of solo album as it was it was never released by anybody that's just the uh, uh i guess instrumental track for it there were lyrics for it but those were never actually recorded apparently uh down to the wire we all know that one from uh, his decade compilation uh, there's a buffalo springfield box set which includes a version of that uh, minus the piano which was uh, uh played by dr john of all people um but uh, with, I think it sounds like Stephen Stills singing it. So maybe at some point they'd uh, wanted to include it on uh, Buffalo Springfield again. But there was, I don't know, I'm speculating there. Maybe there was no agreement over which version should be released. That certainly is Neil Young's vocals. And um, that last thing you heard, there was a song called Down, Down, Down. That's the demo version of it. There is a uh, fully recorded version of it also on the Bring- Buffalo Springfield box set. But... Um, uh, that has, I think, either Fury or Stills singing it. Um, it's I like the I like the acoustic version a lot better. But you know, if you're if you know Neil Young's cat back catalog, you'll identify that as having been co-opted for the, uh, I guess, the uh, chorus for uh, his uh, Broken Arrow song. So if that sounds familiar, it's because it probably is. Anyway, um, as we all know. Neil Young left um, the Buffalo Springfield, or they all decided to pack it in um, long before last time around uh, happened. I think he, you know, Neil Young recorded a couple of tracks for that album too, but mostly it was without Stephen Stills. Um, He did record with Bruce Palmer um, for some of his... uh, I think it was. I think Bruce Palmer did appear on his 1969 or 68 debut solo album, his proper actual debut on Reprise, but don't quote me on that. Anyway, um, certainly Neil Young did go out on a Coffee House Folk Tour, and we're going to hear. Yeah. Um, One of his recent projects has been the Neil Young Archives series of recordings. There's a whole box set out there called the Archives Volume 1, the early years, quote-unquote. So that would basically cover uh, 63 through to the early 70s. But he's also been releasing live recordings, um, two of which you're going to hear from, actually no, three of which you're going to hear from tonight. Well, screw it, four of which. <laughs> You're going to hear f- from the four which have been actually released. Uh, one of which is from a December 1968 show at the uh, Canterbury House Coffee House in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is um, it's a couple of songs from that CD. Um, I'm going to start off with The Loner, but uh, this I'm including this one because it's about one of the funniest stories 
that I've heard um, Neil Young uh, tell on any of his uh, sort of intimate performance recordings. Anyway, from 68, this is The Loner. I just had an obvious decision. song from a new album called uh, Break the Glass and Stomp on the uh, called uh, The Loner (laughs) I just you know what I used to do before I did this before I ever did this, you know what I did? I worked in a bookstore for two weeks. I'm not kidding. No, I'll, nothing I say up here is a lie. I never ever have told a lie on stage. Or, or boy, I really said a mouthful. That's, not, that's true. I worked for two weeks at Cole's Bookstore in Toronto. Listen, everybody here is okay, right? There's no cops in here, right? And all of you know about... All of you know about, you know, pills, right? Everybody here knows what a pill is, right? (laughs) And if you're familiar with pills, you know, you can either go or you can go or you can go. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, now, you know, about... I shouldn't say this kind of thing in public. Admit to it. But actually, about four years ago, when I was working at this bookstore, I used to be uh, really uptight about working in the bookstore because I used to have to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning and walk to work. And it was in the wintertime. And... I used to, all I did was carry, the guy with the truck had come, and he'd come down this ramp. <laughs> I go, <laughs> I'm dropping them all, and everybody's yelling at me. And then I had to take them out of the cartons and mark down what they were and lick stamps and put them on each one, 79 cents for this one, and then carry them out and put them on the shelf. That's what I did, right? So you can imagine that I didn't get behind it, you know, <laughs> too well on the natch. So what happened to me was, I got fired for irregularity. Because I I couldn't be depended on to be really, you know, I couldn't be depended on to be consistent. Because every once in a while, this girl that I knew in Yorkville Village in Toronto would lay one of these little red pills on me. Now don't tell anybody about this. Okay. There were she said there were diet pills. 
but they were really great diet pills. <laughs> I didn't eat anything all day. Didn't even break for lunch, man. I was piling those books, just getting right into it, piling them up and, you know, stamping them, run out. It was great. But the next day, I'd come to work. <laughs> right? <laughs> Couldn't move a book. Didn't even want to see a book. And books made me, you know, I never want to see another book. And then three days later, I'd be there, <laughs> catching up and getting three days ahead. And he finally fired me.
You know, uh, I guess I should have some happy songs. That's a new melody. <laughs> I, I I really don't even know what to sing, you know. Think I out of my mind? Oh, that's far out. I don't even know anybody here who bought that or heard that album here. That first one. Yeah, I can do that one. That's a weird. <laughs> Out of my mind, eh? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the strange thing is about that song. I wrote that song, you know, before we ever, before anything ever happened, you know, like we we just gotten a manager, you know, and uh, we really hadn't seen any, any scenes, you know, or anything. We just done some tours, but we hadn't had any success at all when I wrote that song. But I had a premonition, you know. And you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the song. But after I said, it, the song was written before any of it happened, and later on we all sat and listened to the record about two years later, and it blew our minds. And then we broke up. sure where to go on campus, traveling late at night and afraid to go alone, call SafeWalk, a free service where a co-ed team will take you anywhere you need to go on campus. Don't walk alone. For a walk, add SafeWalk to your phone. Call 604-822-5355. That's 604-822-5355. 
1-800-273-5355. Alternatively, use a UBC Blue phone and ask for SafeWalk. Approach any SafeWalk team or drop by our office on the main floor of the sub across from the gallery lounge. Well-known pimp, the narcotics king, big-time racketeer, back in full force. This could be one of the big moments in your life. Don't make it your last. Look, this thing might be bigger than even we think it is. Do you need an upgrade to the soundtrack to your life? Perhaps a song from a film or a tune from TV? My name is Gap. Exploding Head Movies is here to give you sounds from the cinema, along with the songs that will be defining your future, those forgotten classics that need a little rescue. Come on, baby. Come on. I won't let you down. Follow me. Exploding Head Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. You know, did you ever did you ever stop to think how much the audience has to do with what the performer does? Do, do you really think that it makes much difference at all? I think it does too. It makes an incredible amount of difference. Some people come to a show, you know, or, or whatever this is, and, and expect to see. Uh, just expect they sit back and and, and say, "Well, uh, here I am, man. Better be impressing." <laughs> I'm pretty hip and I'm ready for it. and they just sit there and don't do anything and, and then pretty soon the artist just starts to cry and then he just crumples up and then he fizzles out <laughs> well well I know about that it's my uh this is my dope song Everybody's supposed to write a dope song, right? You know, there was a time about a year ago when, maybe a year and a half ago, when it became incredibly right. And everybody was sort of, you know, to, to write about dope and have an underlying meaning in the song. And, and uh, all the hip people knew about it and all of uh, whatever the others are didn't know about it. And then they all sort of smiled at each other and felt this big unity. Everybody went out and bought the records. The artists made a lot of bread. Well, this is my song right there. How disillusioned. Ten o'clock show is only going to last ten minutes. I wouldn't bother coming for it. song put out by oh yeah also back there when I when I was talking about all that stuff you know how all the groups like the Continentals and the Bel Airs and the Jaguars and the Impalas and the Lincolns and the Zephyrs and the Consuls and the Volkswagens <laughs> and the Porsches all changed their names to the 
chocolate watch band or the uh, <laughs> incredible Illinois poof <laughs> or something like you know what I mean or the Canada Goose it's a good name for a band well this band called Guess Who did this song they didn't change their name
Back with you on 101.9 FM CITR, the show Stereoscopic Readout. I'm your host, Darren, and I hope you're enjoying our, um, well, it was sort of basically our my annual Neil Young uh, special. And if you're wondering if it may have anything to do with Neil Young's um, recent antagonizing of the Prime Minister's office, you may be on to something. So uh, if you're not familiar with uh, what's been going on lately with Neil Young's comments about uh, the Canadian government and uh, respecting uh, treaties with the Aboriginal people of uh, Northern Alberta and uh, as regards the oil sands development, then uh, go on the, you know, go online and read up. Um, Basically, I have to say the Prime Minister's office... Prime Minister's office's rejoinder to uh, Neil Young's comments that, uh, you know, um, rock stars need oil to uh, get around is about as lame a comeback as I've ever heard. Um, It ranks up there with, uh, I don't know if you remember the Clackwatt sound protests in uh, the early 90s, but uh, the sort of, it ranks up there in terms of lameness with the heckler, um, when 5440 and Midnight Oil were playing one of the Clackwatt Sound benefits, uh, trying to point out, uh, I, I suppose for the purposes of irony, that uh, their guitars were made out of wood. Anyway, um, that's the last comment I'm going to make on the subject tonight because I'd rather it be about the man and his music and if it inspires you to read up on the politics, then uh, by all means, go ahead. Uh, there's plenty of it online or in print for you. So, um, a few songs from 1968, 1969, you heard The Loner and Out of My Mind recorded at uh, Canterbury House in Ann Arbor, Michigan in late 1968. Um, that is from the Neil Young Archives recording series. Um, it is also the performance where he got the recording of the song Sugar Mountain, which was released as the B-side to the Loner single in 1969. Um, Interestingly enough about the song, I'm not going to play the song, but uh, interestingly enough about that song, it, uh, he performed the, he'd already written that, I think in about 65, 64, 65. And, um, at that point already knew um, Joni Mitchell and played it for her. And uh, she basically wrote the song, her song, the circle game in response to the song sugar mountain. So anyway, you heard um, the loner and you heard out of my mind. And then after the ad break, you heard from uh, the live at the riverboat, 1969 release his, uh, I think probably his best recording of um, Flying on the Ground is Wrong, which was a Buffalo Springfield song, but as he notes, was also released uh, by the Guess Who. I'm going to carry on with something from his 1969 self-titled debut album. Uh, This is... Oh, yeah. This is If I Could Have Her Tonight. 
Become a friend of CITR and get great discounts in the Main Street area at... Antisocial Skateboard Shop Devil May Wear Lucky's Comics Neptune Records RX Comics Red Cat Records The Regional Assembly of Text The Rumpus Room The Wallflower Modern Diner And Woo Vintage Clothing Wow, it sure does pay to be a friend of CITR. To find out more, visit us in room 233 of the sub on the UBC campus. Go online to www.citr.ca. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. And that was, um, anyway... It's uh, coming up on quarter to nine. Uh, ben Lai should be up next with uh, Live from Thunderbird Radio. Hello, though I haven't seen him pop into uh, Studio A yet, like he normally does. So um, I'm I'm assuming that's what's going to happen, is that he's here. Maybe he's just running late. I don't know. Um, it's coming to the end of 2014's um, installment of the annual Stereoscopic Readout Neil Young Special. Um. Anyway, where did I start? There was... Oh, yeah, from um, his self-titled debut album, If I Could Have Her Tonight, uh, followed by uh, from his second album, Everybody Everybody Knows This Is Nowhere. That was the first one where he collaborated with Crazy Horse. You heard Round and Round, It Won't Be Long. Uh, The high-pitched sort of harmony vocal there being supplied by Danny Witten, who kind of was... uh, He was really an effective foil for Neil vocally and on guitar. He unfortunately passed uh, way too soon dying of a heroin overdose um, after being essentially turned down for the uh, tonight's the night tour. I probably have that fact wrong, so don't quote me on it uh, about the timing of it anyway, but yeah, he, he died of an overdose and, um, Followed that with the uh, an alternate version of Cinnamon Girl. That was the version, or the mix anyway, uh, that was on the original Reprise 45 release. Uh, so there's uh, slightly different vocals in it. Uh, they cut the um, that sort of guitar, guitar coda out of it, and I think they've also boosted the volume of the hand clap. So something marginally different there for you. Anyway going to continue going to continue with uh now i mentioned that there was going to be something from um four of the uh archives series live albums but for time reasons i can't get to one of them but i'm going to leave we're going to get to the 1971 live at massey hall recording we're going to hear a couple of things from that before though i want to point out that uh friend of mine is promoting a show at the Cobalt tonight. That is Bloodshot Bill is playing the Cobalt. Um, probably not on stage yet. Um, probably not even the um, opening act Sexy Decoy is on stage. So if you get down there right after this show, you should be able to catch the whole thing. Uh, DJing by The Swingin' Creeper. As always, uh, it's 10 bucks to get in. That is the Cobalt down there on Terminal by the 
uh, Georgia Viaduct. Anyway, I'm uh, going to carry on with uh, the Massey Hall 1971 recording. You're going to hear a couple of songs, starting with, um, I guess this is the last holdover from his Buffalo Springfield days. This is On the Way Home on 101.9 FM CITR.
And that concludes um, our 
all Neil Young show for this year. That was, uh, uh, let's go from the top, uh, two songs from the 1971 Live at Massey Hall album, um, On the Way Home, which is a uh, holdout from his days with Buffalo Springfield, and Tell Me Why from uh, his second, or th- sorry, third solo album, After the Gold Rush. And that last thing you heard there was Only Love Can Break Your Heart, written for um, his friend Graham Nash after essentially being dumped by Joni Mitchell. That was also on. Um, after the gold rush and released as a single and on that note we're going to leave you with the b-side to that single a uh, version of birds featuring crazy horse not the solo piano version that you hear on the album and uh that is it for me for this week and ben is here and ben is here right now and ben is uh, getting ready to take over for live with uh, live from thunderbird radio hell so without further ado that is the last you'll be hearing from me It's your 75 cent coffee fix in the sub. 
It's your source for reasonably priced, creatively named stew and vegan brownies. It's your purveyor of bicycle-delivered local produce. It's also a place where volunteers can realize their vision of responsible business and where like-minded students can explore UBC's food systems. Hark! Sprouts is currently accepting applications for next year's executive board and is encouraging ambitious, creative, and disciplined students from all faculties and year levels to apply. Come by Sprouts in the sub-basement to learn more about our projects and how to get involved. I tried to kick the ball, but my tinny flew right out. I'm red as a beat, cause I'm so Do you like laughing, hilarity, radical thought-provoking creativity, and laughing? UBC Improv is UBC's home for improvisational comedy, theater made up on the spot. Like us on Facebook to learn when our next shows are. Search for us on YouTube for our film sketches. And follow us on Twitter because we want the followers. UBC Improv. Insert cheesy slogan here. Let's get it on You're wasting me precious carbon dioxide! I'm pumping it into the atmosphere, boy! Thanks to global warming, the temperature will soon go through the roof, and then we'll have an endless summer. Why do you want an endless summer, Mr. Krabs? So I can open me latest money-making venture, the Krusty Pool! Ooh, the endless summer does sound fun. And profitable? Fun and profitable! Big business does it again! Unfortunately, for those of us who aren't talking sponges, climate change isn't quite as fun. Luckily, there are many easy ways for students to conserve energy. If chargers for cell phones, cameras, and laptops are left plugged in, they continue to draw electricity even when not connected to the device. This phantom load can be avoided by unplugging electronics and chargers after use. A more convenient option is to hook electronics up to a power bar, which can be switched off after use. For more energy-saving tips, go to www.bchydro.com. This message brought to you by BC Hydro and CITR 101.9 FM, Vancouver. Astorinos is located off Commercial Drive in the heart of East Vancouver. It's run by the Britannia Community Centre and is available to rent for anyone. Some of its features include tall ceilings, wood floors, accessible bathrooms, a stage and a PA. Astorinos is an accessible space and centrally located. It's ideal for any type of rehearsal, information session, dance classes, arts and crafts sales, rummage sales, community events, and of course, shows and dancing. Check out BritanniaCenter.org and the Facebook search Astorinos or contact Maddie Harris by email at maddiefromlife at gmail.com.